0: Hello, my mellow ponies. This is your tired-of-work horse host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his lazy-ass podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. It's the May 23rd show. Today's story is all about living an unusual but ordinary life. The next time you notice your mallard falling into the same old routines, do it a favor by picking it up and giving it a vigorous duck shake. Duck Shake by Matthew Sanborn-Smith There once was a man made of ducks, I know that sounds like the beginning of a great limerick, but it wasn't, because everyone in his town was too polite to go around rhyming things with ducks. They couldn't even bring themselves to say shucks. One guy thought of mucklocks, but that felt kind of forced, and besides, they lived in a subtropical clime. Anyway, Duck Guy. He lived in that town, the name of which I can't mention, not because it's classified, but because I haven't come up with a name for it yet. How about let's call it Confusion. He lived in Confusion all of his life and ran a milkshake shop. Everything was going along smoothly for about 30 years, then he and Fleming moved into town and opened a milk stir shop right across the street from him. You have to understand, this took place years before he created James Bond, and he hadn't decided that shaken was the best way to do one's milk. It didn't matter. The mere novelty of his product drove customers to his shop and away from Duck Guys, whom I should probably also name this deep into the story. Okay, Duck Guy's parents were immigrants from Cambodia, his father being a human and his mother being a flock of ducks, also known as a billfold of ducks, starting right now. They named their child Quack Pot. It was hard to succeed in any sort of profession in the English-speaking world with a name like that, but Quack's boyhood dream of becoming a respected doctor especially went straight out the window. He was four Forced, as thousands of other would be doctors before him had been, into a life of milkshakery. Back to the other thing, Quack's wife, Honeypot, had gotten wind of Fleming's history of spying and figured out how to defeat him. She spread the rumor that Quack's milkshake recipe was actually a secret message to the town's communists. In no time, Fleming slept with Honey, challenged Quack to a game of horseshoes, and thrashed him soundly, then stole his milkshake recipe. Although Fleming couldn't crack the code, he did make a milkshake for himself, and his world was so rocked by it, he immediately closed up his own shop, which I I'm now naming creating a stir, and decided to get into the much less competitive field of writing. On a side note, Honey later gave birth to Fleming's son, and somehow convinced her husband the baby was Quacks, despite the child's notable lack of body ducks. They named him Stewpot. Blissfully ignorant, Quack's main issue with Fleming for the next couple of years was that horseshoes were notoriously slippery in duck feathers, and why was he too cowardly to accept Quack's challenge to a game of duck shoes? Quack died at the age of 73 of extremely high blood milkshake levels. The most remarkable thing about him was that you'd think a guy made out of ducks would have led a far more interesting life. Nope. Barring that, you'd assume he was loved by all the townspeople, given his long life and service to his neighbors. To be honest, they were kind of glad he was gone. After decades of tireless effort on his part, the townspeople were craving just one milkshake that wasn't full of fucking feathers. If this story discoed your duck, you can avoid it and other evasive moves at the URL of the waterfowl, MANGO.com. Here's a bit of mango trivia for you. One of the inspirations for the name of this podcast was the title of a mystery novel by Lydia Adamson called Beware the Tufted Duck. See? I'm not as creative as you thought I was. It's not funny, but it's true. It's time for mail! Email Beware the Hairy Mango It takes more than one to tango The only other rhyme is Durango Unless you stretch mustang-o Tara writes, I went to see a movie last night. I thought it was titled Mad Mango, Furry Fruit. Unfortunately, it turned out to be about some weird people living in the desert with not a mango to be seen. Fortunately, I still get that juicy, overripe tropical fruit goodness on my iPod. Thanks, Tara. Between your report and John's a couple of shows back, I think it's safe to say that mangoes are seeping into popular culture everywhere we look. Seeping mangoes should probably be thrown away, but maybe we could wait another month and a half until Marvel's Ant Mango is released listen to yourselves yes, you will listen you will and now you must listen to yourselves are you still listening our E-side song is by the master of Five Sided Forty Fives, David Bradshaw at davidbradshawmusic.com. He makes beautiful music for beautiful people, like us. Cry havoc in the comments for this post or Ant and email me and we'll form our own little biome for it at Matthew at Beware the or run home on Prince Spaghetti Day at harry Mango at gmail.com. Whenever we're getting ourselves all worked up, the SF and SF Signal stands for Sock Frisbee, a horrible game we play every year at the end of sfsignal.com's field day, when we remove our sweat-soaked socks and whip them at one another. One year I caught Jeff Jeff Patterson's dripping knee-high right in my mouth. No, DiNardo, that's not the kind of dripping knee-high I meant. Shake Twitter and roll yourself over to twitter.com slash upwithgravity. Or is that jump jive in Twitter? Lather rinse and retweet? Molari and Tweety? The taking of Pelham 1-2 tweet. Beware the hairy mango.tumblr.com is a place you can go on the internet. Yep, those ideas have just dried right up. Mucho Mango Mayo 2016 is now at 65% of funding. If you want more mango next year, now's the time to donate or subscribe through the donate button on the homepage. This podcast frets basically on a fretless bass during a blue set so bad the audience claimed it was playing the yellows, popped some reds before experiencing a very brief purple haze and then blacking out, later waking up looking quite green while wishing they were in the pink after seeing their previously unbrowned underwear and whitewashing the whole thing while explaining it at work to their Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial share-like 4.0 international license. Until sweet Georgia Brown gets her fill of sour Kentucky amber, this will shapeshift into Matthew Sanborn Smith and tell you, you can have a Coke and a smile, I'll have a squirt and a wince. Good night.